Everybody. Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to discuss A Ring of Endless Light, a Whew. classic... Lucas, I feel like, this I is... I feel like this... This is a lot. This okay. Is a, this thing's a lot. This is really random, and I've never seen this movie before. Like, I've never seen it in my life. But uh-huh. I think I might have taken more notes on this movie than I've taken on any other movie, rivaled only by Get a Clue. Like, I took so really? many notes on this movie. I feel like you told me the same thing about Stuck in the Suburbs or maybe Geek Charming. I'm not sure. I always am impressed with my own rising above mediocrity. But for a movie right. that I didn't care about, I feel like I took a weird amount of notes on this there, well, there, It's because it's a lot. There's a lot to tackle in this one. There's a lot to unpack, if you will. Yes, and that's why I'm hesitant. I mean, it's a, we, we always say it's a classic, but I feel like this is kind of an, un, I don't want to say unpopular, but relatively unknown DCOM. Like, I, I'd this be surprised thing is some, bad shit, you guys. It is. It's, uh, it's really crazy. But I'd be really surprised if someone was like on Twitter, like, oh, man, D-Comedy is finally talking about A Ring of Endless Light, my favorite D-Com. Okay, I'd, but be, like, I'd have some questions for that person. in a way that, like, this thing has weight behind it. Like, there's a lot of celebrities in this movie. And, like, there people that went on are? to have, like, real careers. And I was like, what? How did this movie fade into oblivion? Like, why aren't we talking about this? We well, need to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in a second. We have, we're light on D-Com news this month, so we can hop into it in a second. But, uh, just a quick note. D23, which is the convention for Dis- people who love Disney, got announced uh, its dates. It's August 23rd through 25th, 2019. Me and Emma said we were going to try and go. I should be getting invited to that shit. They should be, like, sending me tickets. It's still, like, a year away, so I don't think they've even gotten that. It's not this year. It's next I'm a Disney influencer. This is like my Coachella. Send me the <laughs> wristbands. It is, it is our Coachella in many ways. In case you can't tell, listeners, we're recording this on Coachella weekend. Yeah, I am um, not at Coachella. Spoiler alert. No, yeah, no. Uh, but it's in Anaheim, 2019. Me and Emma said we were going to try to go, so maybe we'll see you there. But that's very far down the road. Second piece of news, Disney Channel is bringing back uh, Muppet Babies, which is was a very popular show, but we can't, not really our thing, but I figured for people who are into old Couldn't Disney give nostalgia, less of a shit about the Muppet Babies. I know. But I'm just saying for people, for listeners who might be into old Disney nostalgia, it's back, but it's it's very focused. I think it's more on like preschool level, so I don't think it might be worth your time. Although Jenny Slate is the nanny, which I'm kind of interested to see. I might check it out just I for I do that. like her. And I like that she dates Chris Evans. That really makes me feel good inside. That's some Disney MCU synergy if I've ever seen it. Absolutely. Final, most important thing. We need to talk about Life Size 2. I mean, I'm sure you're aware of this given the source. Uh, but this, this was, this is, uh, from an interview Tyra Banks gave with BuzzFeed recently. What the fuck is going on with this movie? Where the fuck is this thing? I have been hearing about this sequel for literally years. Years! Long time. We've been talking about it for a while. And yes, I know everyone, if you're new around here, we know it's not a DCOM technically, but it's one of those that, like, is in the periphery that people often mistake for one. And it's beloved by us, so we're going to talk about it. But so they're making Life Size 2. It's coming to, to Freeform uh, this Christmas. That was the last time we talked about it when they announced it was coming out 
at the end of this year. Have they the even just... shot it? It sounds like they haven't even no, filmed it. No, they haven't. They have not filmed it. That's the other thing, is they were talking to Tyra, and she's like, oh yeah, we're working on the script right now. And I was like, this is coming out at the end of the year, and you haven't even gotten the script no, finalized yet, Tyra? they're flying by the seat of their leather pants, I swear to God. Uh, but important things to note. One, she said she wants Lindsay Lohan back. If Lindsay Lohan isn't in it, I will riot outside of ABC Disney Studios. It's weird you say that because I'm pretty sure the last time we talked about this, you're like, oh, Lindsay Lohan's never going to be in it. Like, what should, could, she, could she play like a homeless person or something? And I was like, Emma. But I'm saying you have to pay homage to the, yes, what's yes. come before you. So yes, Lindsay Lohan should be a random homeless woman or like a suburban mom in passing. She needs to have some sort of cameo. No, Tyra said she wants more than a cameo. She's like, we want to give Lindsay like three or four scenes as Casey all grown up. We want to address what came before. Also like fucking Tyra. Tyra, like, so benevolent, like, we'll give her three or four scenes. We'll give her that. I know. she No, she's saying it nice than that. That's just me paraphrasing. But the other thing is that she drops a very uh, heavy hint. No, well, that's another thing. But she drops a very heavy hint that it's going to be, like, PG-13. She's like, oh, if you were a little child when Life Size 1 came out, uh, now, if you're, like, an adult now and you have little children... You might not want to show your little children this. It well, might be, freeform might is a little looser on the morals than the they've Disney been getting channel. very loose. And I, but I'm just interested. Like, what is that gonna mean? Like, well, she said she wants to record a club banger version of "Be a Star." Which, she like, does want to do that with God, DJ Khaled, which I would be I so would play that for. at every pregame for the rest of my life. It, we, we we would do our damnedest to make it the new Yodel Kid. Yes, new Yodel Kid remix. Even though I still don't know what the hell's going on with that, I don't understand that meme at all. Uh, but I think that was pretty much it, but Life Size 2 is coming, and we will, uh, do a review of Life Size at the end of the year, and then Life Size 2 once it comes out, and I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode, but for right now, let's get talking about this movie, Why We're Here, Ring Ring of Endless Light. A psycho acid trip. It was a lot. So... We open on some leftover footage from the 13th year. Thank you. Um, That's what I first noticed. What the fuck is this? The 13th year all over again. This is literally shot for shot the beginning of the 13th year. Like, not even kidding. Not just because it's a mermaid. Like, there's, like, the mermaid and there's the music. Like, the... And there's a net. And there's a net. Yes. Well, I feel like, I think the net comes more at the end, but the music scene but of just the mermaid swimming around. But that's still the first scene of the 13th year is where the mom mermaid yes. is swimming around. It's the, still the same first scene. It's it's exactly the same, except for the fact that it's entire, pretty much entirely pointless to the rest of the film. A. B. That it's a dream sequence, not anything real. And also, for my fellow um, basic bitches out there... The main character in this movie is Misha Barton, a.k.a. Marissa from the OC fame. Okay, no, I don't know who that is. I, I I looked at her face and was like, I don't know who you are. But then I saw it was Misha Barton, and I was like, wait, I feel like I know that name. And I, I don't know the OC, so I don't know what I know her from. But so she's on a boat with her uh, brother and sister. The sister is played by Kira, Kira from, from Reba. Reba <laughs> which me and Emma are big fans of Reba, uh, the television show. Uh, and then the kid is such as some kid who's into bugs. That's his whole character his trait. Whole, that's this. all you ever learn about him. Also, I would like to say that uh, Misha Barton on this boat ride is covered in straw, as you'll see throughout the rest <laughs> of the the movie. She likes to wear a lot of beachy like straw 
sort of hats, bags, backpacks. Do we have Emma? Do we have a fashion corner this month? No, because she doesn't. There's not really I enough fashion, so. but there's just I want just prefacing up top a lot of straws happening. A lot of beachy straw. Gotcha. Okay. But so uh, then they pull into their destination on the boat. They're nearing the end. And they see an old man waving to them from the shore. And this is... I I laid my eyes on that fucker and I said, he's about to bite the big one. Well, do you know who he is? Spoiler alert? No. Who is he? He's uh, the librarian from the Shawshank Redemption. He's been nominated for two Oscars. What? I recognized him, but I didn't know what he was from. I was like, oh, yes, he must be a character actor. I couldn't. He's been nominated for two Oscars? I think so. I think that's what it said. But he was. Not, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was nominated for like best supporting for his performance in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, and but for this. He was also nominated for this. He, he was not. I, I doubt he was nominated for this. I don't know. Um, I yeah, don't know. Nominated for two Oscars, uh, best actor in a, oh, no, they actually worked for Shawshank, they were for other stuff, but he has been nominated for two Oscars, but he's most known as the librarian in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, but so, this is their grandfather, and I say grandfather specifically. I said, why do they call him grandfather? It's so formal. It's, it was such as that it's formal, it's such a mouthful. Like, oh, they're always, I don't have any problem with someone calling their grandpa grandfather all the time, but it's always like, grandfather! Like, they say it like that, with like that drum. With that dramatic, like, weird tone. Grandfather? What do you need, Grandfather? And they say it, like, too many times. Yeah, and it's not just him. It's everybody on the island. It's like, how's your grandfather? Grandfather. And it's just, it's just weird. They're going to visit him for summer vacation, and he, and, uh, I don't, the girl's name, I think, is Susie, the youngest girl, not Misha Barton. Misha Barton, okay, real quick. Misha Barton is Vicky, uh... Kira from Reba's name is Susie, and the little boy's Rob. But I didn't even know his fucking name. I didn't even care about him. He, he, he doesn't matter. Uh, but so they're visiting their grandfather for summer vacation on this, like, I don't know what, like, island. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Where the fuck are we? Where in the fuck are we? It's called Seven Bay Island. They say it's on the East Coast. I got East Coast. Okay, they, they do say that, which is weird. I thought it was some, I thought it was like, Florida Island, maybe, because if there's dolphins around, I feel yes. like dolphins don't show up in the East Coast as much. But it was filmed in Australia, so that's what? where, like, the imagery is coming from. Well, I thought it must have been Florida-esque, because, I mean, technically, if you wanted to stretch, you could say that Florida is the East Coast. The only thing that I'm getting mm-hmm. East Coast from is that it's a certain point, Jared Polidecki or whatever, Mr. Yeah, Supernatural, we'll he mm-hmm. says that his father, who has all those ships... Is like uh, the, which is uh, another thing. He has he's like an East Coast shipping magnet, and he says East Something Coast like specifically. So that's and like that makes more sense if it was like Florida, and then shipping things up the coast than like yeah. dolphins being in California. I guess it's got to be some like a small island in the Florida Keys or something is my guess here. Uh, but it's pretty inconsequential. But it's, to me, very consequential. I've never gotten over it. <laughs> uh, but so he's got this crappy VW bug that he drives him back to the house with, and it's like a joke for some reason that he has this crappy car. And he doesn't have a roof. He uses an umbrella for a roof. And, and yeah. for some reason, Susie, who's like seven, is like pissed that he doesn't have a nicer car. I'm like, bitch, calm down. He's letting you stay with him for the summer on his island getaway. The the middle sister's a little, a little bit of a bitch the whole time. Yeah, she's a little rough around the edges. Uh, well, you say that she's seven, but they, I have a lot of questions about the ages of people I, in this film. Yeah, but we'll, no we'll, shit. We'll get, the, we'll get there in a later scene. We'll get there in a later scene. Uh, they 
go to the house, his house. It's a very, very nice big house. Okay, wait. Also, it starts raining. Also, so Rob, when they go get off the ship, little brother goes, "Where are Mister Rochester and Ned?" Which, by the names of those two things, I assume those to be fucking people, as anyone <laughs> would. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think I kind of got the animal vibe. I didn't at all. And he was like, "Oh, there's not enough room for Mister Rochester and Ned." Well, yeah. When, when he said that, he made me. It made me think. And that I was, was an like, "No." Nope. I was like, "Her, their grandpa lives in a gay commune." I was like, "I." Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hard turn. No, it's not that against that. I mean, considering he's a holy man, I'd find that hard to believe. I didn't realize that until the third quarter of this movie. <laughs> okay. We'll get. We'll get there. I was it's like, fine. those are his two gentleman friends, Mr. Rochester and Ned. <laughs> and I was like, his best friends. And then we they come to the house, and I come to realize that Mr. Rochester and Ned are a dog and a cat. We never get which one is which. Thank they're you! Just, they're, they're <laughs> I just threw back in my chair, Luke, and screamed. My roommates are going to yell at me. I My number one note is... Who the fuck is Mr. Rochester and who the fuck is Ned? Because we never it's learn confusing. which one is which. I would like to think that Mr. Rochester is the cat and Ned I is the dog. I think it's why, yeah, I agree. I think that's more of a cat name, but I but can't But I think that's being, that. me being cat dog normative, and I'm sorry about that. That is. No, it is. You're, you're in the wrong, but I get where you're coming from. That fluffy ass cat just looked like a Mr. Rochester. What can I say? So we immediately learn that, uh, this is their mom's father so it's their maternal grandfather never picked up and on th- that didn't know whose dad it was no they say they make a good point of it um and they have both two alive parents look i'm not saying so- that just because they made a good point of it that doesn't mean that i picked up on it you need to keep that in mind <laughs> that's that's absolutely just because fair. they make it very clear doesn't mean that i got it from the movie i did not didn't You're, know whose dad it I'm, was i'm sorry I'm, i'll stop overestimating you uh but so they have two alive parents so far so good but, but don't two alive parents people. That just spoiler alert, fam. That we touch upon so frequently, but never meet. Like the they are brought up multiple times to be like deeply, like legitimately, like in relation to the plot, and like we never see these people or hear uh, yes, them yes, speak. Yes, we do. At the very end, at the yeah, very yeah. end, at the very yes. end. Yes, no, you no, you are right. They are barely characters, but they exist, which is fine. They're barely characters, but like also characters in a way where like we're supposed to care about them and their dynamic. That's a good point. But just let's break down the tropes real quick that we're going to be working with for this film. We've got Misha Barton's character, Vicky, poet. is poetry. I wrote down, she's a poet, a classic decom slash rom-com hobby. It reminded mm-hmm. me of the great rom-com Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Uh, Susie is... At this point, we think she's just an astronomer, but it goes way deeper than that, and we'll get there in a second. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. And Rob is just, he collects bugs. He's one of those. A classic stereotype. But so we see her, we then cut to that night, and she, uh, Vicky is reading a physics book. Yes! And, and before they brought it up, I was like, is she reading just like a physics textbook in bed? No, yeah, I was very, I was legitimately confused. Uh, but so the grandpa asks, like, hey, it's summer vacation, why are you doing homework? And she's like, well, and what she says, I'm, again, I'm confused about the logic here in terms of her age, her year in school, what's happening with this. But she's like, so her parents are college professors, I assume. It assumes to be that they're college professors. That's what I got. And from it. she says, there's this special school that opened up at their university, and she, they want her to get in. And she did really well on the English and writing, but she did bad at the math and science. So she Girl, promised her I parents you. she was yeah. Me and Emma are not math and science people. Uh, but so she promised her parents that she'd spend part of her summer vacation working on her math and science. I am confused about where that 
whole situation because I at first I was like, oh, so they want her to go to the college they teach at? No, it's like some sort of magnet school. I feel like, or like something, something attached to the college. Okay, that makes that see that makes sense. Except for I'm confused about her age, which is the thing. Same, and, and same. Because her relate, if so, her relationship with the Merriman is gonna get real weird. But so he's like, you know what? I got something to lift your spirits. And this is genuinely a nice scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is the grandpa, He she like wrote a bunch of poems and sent them to her grandpa. I'm sorry, her grandfather. Yeah, Luke, you you literal piece of trash. I'm sorry. How dare you I use the know. word grandpa. Grandfather. I I'm, I'm, I'm a monster. Uh, but so he gives her a book that's like the collected... Uh, poems of Vicky Austin, I think is her last name. Yes, so he takes all of her poems that we've never seen her write and compiles them. Right, but it's cute, and you can tell it means a lot to her. And I was like, all right, I like this so far. But suddenly, yep. the grandfather yes. keels over a little bit, and she's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, oh, no, it's just, you know, my back, uh, you carry in your stuff, was your stuff is a also, little heavy. You I dick, need to don't make me feel guilty about having some heavy luggage. Don't carry it if you can't carry it. <laughs> and then he, like, walks into a room and does the classic, like, daytime soap, like, shaking hand, reaches for drawer, like, pulls open, like, grabs pills, like swallows pills like in private the minute you see someone's hand shaking reaching for a drawer that is the number one hollywood sign of this dude is about to bite the big pill in the sky <laughs> like that's not a phrase i'm that's, not that's a, a phrase i said right now okay so then we cut to the next day but then who trots into this film but okay, mr ryan, ryan merriman he is guys i say this with full conviction and no humor in my voice so fucking hot right here. He in looks this good, first right? Scene, I noticed it too. I was like, holy, like, this is not Smart House, Ryan Merriman. Like, no, yeah, I yeah. was floored by how hot he was. Not the whole movie, but like in this first scene where he rolls up on a bike, shirtless, like this, like button up, like whipping in the wind. I was like, how? He, is, he, he has an open button up shirt with nothing underneath it the entire film. And I was into it. But what's crazy to me, Emma, is that Smart House was three years ago. Like, he, he got. He became a man looking. in those three years. So he is like he's returning some books that the grandfather lent him, and he says because he's got the best library, on ta- and ta- best library on the island, because he was a librarian in Shawshank is the joke there. I think. Do you think they're with it enough to know, to make that joke? Because I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Uh, but so he's talking to Susie and uh, Vicky. And he's no, he's like, talking just to Susie, and Vicky sounds like a literal brain dead moron the entire conversation. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, this is a hot ass man who has a full ride to Harvard already. Can you make yourself sound slightly more intelligent? Vicky is just like <laughs> shitting the bed left and right. <laughs> yeah, because he's he she's asking like, oh, so what do you do here? And he's like, I'm uh got well no. He asks her about like what her telescope or something, and she's like, oh, I'm doing research on about the weight of stars or something, and I'm gonna write a paper about it and then apply to MIT early admission in two years. So I got the feeling that she was like. 14, 15, you know, just starting yeah. out high school and will be applying to colleges in about two years. I think she's like baby genius level. I think you're supposed to think that she is like 12. Okay, yeah, it tracks. She is supposed to be a literal genius, so it makes sense that she would get into college early. That's fine. So he responds with, oh, well, I've got early admission to Harvard in the fall. 
uh, for marine biology. And I did look it up. Harvard does have a marine biology program. I was wondering if they just pulled that out of their ass because I didn't think I don't when I think Harvard, I don't think marine biology, but they have it. They do. They do. I Googled it. I, Emma, we're going to get into this later. I did a, a sad amount of research. For yeah, this I'm impressed review. that you hit the Google button on that. Oh, oh I did not. You know what? Let, let, we'll get into my dolphin research later on. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yes. But so she and then he says, yeah, I got early admission to Harvard. And then she's just like, hmm. That's tough. Anyway, so what do you know? She like she just shrugs off the fact that he shrugs got into Harvard. And also, does early admission mean that he's not the age to go to Harvard? Does that mean that he's not eighteen? Night? Does that mean that like early admission? Does that mean like I skipped a grade, or is that like just like ED, like early decision? And yeah, I'm I assumed 18. it was like I assumed it's like what you did for Northwestern, where you applied earlier than everybody else to commit immediately. That's what I the vibe I got. Okay, because if he's because if he's not 18, I find it hard to believe he could be interning at this... Uh, they give him a facility. lot of responsibility and a lot of they, needles they in his hands. So but th- the thing I would is, hope. is that, that's the question that I was talking about. So if we can assume Ryan Merriman at the youngest is like 17, how young slash old is Misha Barton supposed to be? Thank you. Because, I don't know. Because it makes the relationship iffy. But also, like, her college is never a thing that they even talk about. It's just like her that's getting into, like, saying. a good high school... When he's already lined up for college, which, like, right, that's, that's not that weird if she was, I guess, to be honest, if she's, like, going to be a senior or a junior, that's not that right, weird. Right. Like, many people that I knew in high school, you date people two, three years older. That's not that weird. No, no, I know it's not that weird. But I'm just saying the fact that, like, that her school situation is what's confusing me on this. But also they're driving. That that old guy, Jared Padecki, whatever the fuck his name is. Zachary Gray. Uh, I think I think I, his name is Zach Gray, but I think we're just going to call him Mr. Supernatural for the rest of the review. Mr. Supernatural was driving a car. <laughs> so they have to all be over... 16. He has to be, yeah, he, he has to be like, they, I'm not, I think 16 is a good area, but I just feel like Misha Barton doesn't look like she could be like 18 is what I'm saying. I, but I, I don't Misha know. Misha Barton just looks kind of weird. 12, but that's because she she's looks really incredibly young. thin. She's also very thin, yes. Um, but so it's just a little weird, but it's not something to harp on. But also much. no matter, this scene, he's like going into it with the sister being like, this is how my studies are. This is my research, and we're doing this. And there's like yeah, he says, he says they're studying blah, blah blah whatever. And he's sounding so smart, and the sister's like bouncing back. I'm doing this paper to get into MIT, and blah, blah, blah. and all of a sudden you just hear Misha Barton go, "I like dolphins." <laughs> she does do that. I'm like, bitch. There's also a great moment where he says, uh, "I'm studying." We're studying pods of dolphins, how they communicate, and use echolocation. Echolocation is, and then Kira just is like, oh, I know bitch, what echolocation. I know what echolocation. She shuts down the mansplain, and I loved it. But then at the same time, yeah, shut down. She shuts down the mansplain, and then she goes, I love dolphins. I love echolocation. It's like, hello. <laughs> I literally wrote down, step it up, bitch. He's smart. Can you get it together over there? What's happening? Right. And so he's like, oh, cool. Well, you know, I'm about to head down to the Institute to check on him if you want to come with. And they're, they're both like, oh, yeah, we'd love to go see the dolphins. So they start biking down to the facility and they run into, uh, I'm actually going to look up his name because you've been really playing loose with it. I've been playing fast. Jared Paladecki. Jared Paladecki. Jared Padalecki. Padalecki. I'm about to get roasted online from Supernatural fans for fucking yeah, that up so hard. We, 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 yeah, we need to tread carefully because there are a lot of Supernatural fans are a very committed group. And he, he is also from Gilmore Girls. Okay. Uh, but his, but his character's name is Zachary. Uh, and we learned a little bit earlier that, uh, her, he and, uh, Vicky kind of had a thing last summer. As Kira from Reba burns him as they run into him, she goes, Oh, look, it's Prince thinks he's charming. I was like, 
sick burn, girl. Yeah, and he's driving his Porsche around this small... Was that a Porsche? It was a Porsche. Yeah, so he's, he's driving his Porsche around this small Floridian island, like, act like he's hot shit, and I'm just like, okay, I, this guy just rolls this right into this film, I guess. This was one of the first moments of this movie where it's like, the way that these people act, you would think they're so much younger than they are, because they act so weirdly, like, innocent and docile and, like, biking and, like, writing shitty poetry and shit. Like, you forget that they would be, like, old. But then when they came into contact with the car, it was like, oh, fuck, like, they're old. Like, if, if if someone she's dating is driving a car, they have to be 16, 17. But up until this point, yeah. I was like, Misha Barton's 14. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a reverse stuck in the suburbs, where we thought the, people, the kids in stuck in the suburbs, the main people from stuck in the suburbs, were way older than 13. And in this one, we think they're way younger than, like, 16, 17. Yes. Uh, but so he's like, hey, Vicky, glad to see you're back on the island. You want to, you know, go cruising uh, in my car for a bit? And she's like, yeah, no, we're going to go see the dolphins later, bitch. We don't really get into it. She's like, I have an appointment, later. bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't know. We don't get into his whole thing. Well, yet. she says she says something right there that it's like you never re- returned any of my letters. Oh, is that here? I thought that was later. There's she says it twice. Don't worry, Luke. They drive everything home in this movie like a nail under your skull. But she says something here about you guess you don't know how to write back. There's a a call out to it here, and then she brings it up in detail later that she clearly wrote him letters while. Like, in between the summers, he never responded. Yeah, they were they had a summer romance last summer, and she tried to keep a correspondence with him. He never responded. He ghosted her, pretty much, before you could ghost, ghost people someone. electronically. Uh, but so then they go to the Dolphin Institute, and uh, I'll admit, Disney freaking put in the time and got some trained dolphins on hand for this movie, because there we see a bunch of dolphins, you know, in the shots with the mm-hmm. actors, eating fish and everything and doing little tricks. We also learned that Vicky's really into mermaids here, which is okay, what the dream okay, 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 was okay. about. Okay, I have something to say here. So I have a note about the mermaids. She talks about, like, they're going to talk about how, like, dolphins used to be land mammals. and then Oh, yeah, became, this whole thing. This comes into play very seriously later, you guys, so keep up. you you think it would be just, you know, random dolphin facts. No, and like, no. Something just kind of like, oh, we'll teach the kids about dolphins a little bit. No, this is going to become explicitly important. There is some important. weird Christ imagery in this movie that I cannot explain to you guys. Like, they get into, like, very heavy themes, but don't ever actually do a well-fleshed-out job of it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's we can talk about this here. This is a decom that I feel like we haven't really uh, faced yet, which is one that takes itself very seriously, very seriously, more seriously than a few of my ex boyfriends have taken our relationships. Like it is <laughs> very serious. It's, it, it's like True Confessions. It's like uh, Color Friendship. Those that are like, we have a message. We're gonna you know reach these kids on an emotional level. We're here to say something. It does a terrible job of it. And it also has very noticeable religious undertones, um, which are not, like, so bad. No one's, like, uh, blatantly, you know, doing, like, God stuff or whatever, except for maybe a little bit later. But it's just, it's it's weird to go from something, like, stuck in the suburbs to this, where it was like, oh my gosh, we have a pop star's phone. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Fun, fun. To, like, harsh, like, dolphins, you know, came from the sea, and, like, ba-da-ba-da-ba. Okay, really quickly, though, um, the thing about it is, I did some, some Googs. Hit the Googs. Oh, you did some research, too. Interesting. I did. So this is based on a book by Madeline Langle. Um, yes, Langle. did you... 
did you? That's I don't think that's how you say it. There's an apostrophe. Langle. Did you? Did you read the Wikipedia summary of the book? Because yes. it's crazy. It's yeah, crazier than the movie. It's but no, crazier than the but movie. no, the thing I wanted to get in that I wanted to get in from the jump of my notes, but I wanted to wait until we got right up to the point is the fact that the book that this is based on is not really so much about dolphins. It's more so much about this girl who is like juggling three men and they cut yeah. one of the dudes and it's, so they just chuck it, like chop it down to two. But well, here's also an important thing that you raise at this point is that uh, if you look at the poster of this film, Ryan Merriman's is face the first is front, and, the first front and center. I don't know if he had more star power than Misha Barton at this point. He it's definitely did, possible. but Misha Barton is the main character. She's the main character. And I said, all feminism, hello, what's happening here? Yeah, it's very strange. I thought, that's why I think at the end of the last episode, I was like, either like a boy or a girl gets... Uh, to communicate with dolphins or whatever. And I thought, because I thought maybe it was Ryan Merriman. No, it's her, as we learn in this scene, because she's, you know, feeding the dolphins at the Institute while he's talking about these dolphin facts and she's talking all about mermaids or whatever. Uh, and then one of the dolphins doesn't eat. And then he's, she's like, oh, this one isn't eating. She's worried about his, her baby. And then he's like, how'd you know she was pregnant? And she's like, uh, I don't know, because she looked pregnant, I guess. And he gives her like a weird look and no one talks about it any further. Um, but she, so, spoiler alert, guys, she can kind of talk with dolphins. Okay, wait, I, we've really strayed away from, like, what I want to talk about, which is the fact that, like, when she goes to this thing, before she says the thing about, you know, I can sense why she's not eating, whatever, she, they bring up the fact that, like, dolphins used to be land mammals, and then they moved to the ocean, and that's why, it's because they're not fish, they're mammals, but they live in the ocean, whatever. But mm-hmm. then he's like, there's no other thing that does this. And she's like, what about mermaids? And I was like, bitch, what? Like, she's like, <laughs> like mermaids. And she's like, this is the hill she's about to die on, is the fact that mermaids exist. And I was right, like, right. I wrote down, you sound so stupid. Stop blowing this with the hot with a, marine biologist. With a biologist. marine biologist. Don't talk about mermaids with a marine biologist. And ever. That's a bad she's, like, she's like, they had to believe in mermaids. What? Yeah, that, that, that was the weirdest line. Because she said, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, dolphins used to be mistaken for mermaids by sailors. Uh, which is one of the logical explanations for their origin. And she's like, well, they were real to the sailors. They needed them to be real. And I just said... Like what to jerk to jerk it to because they're on the sea all time. Well, don't worry because I do feel like people wanted to fuck dolphins this entire movie. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. So they don't talk about the fact they also play like a musical cue underneath her supposed communication with the dolphin, but no one decides to talk about it any further aside from oh, it looks pregnant, which is a crazy assumption that just never goes addressed. And so then the next time she comes back by herself. Which is crazy because she just walks right into this place. Literally. And like goes no right up to the dolphins. No, no keys. In, no locked doors. With her tennis shoes into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Just full on tennis shoes on her feet. Well, it's like, it's like a secluded pen. Like they're keeping the dolphins. It's, it, it doesn't is like matter, a beach, bitch. But... Your tennis shoes are now all wet and full of sand. Oh, well, that's, why are you focusing on her tennis shoes? Because I'm that's saying not it's cra- practical, bitch. I know, but I'm just saying it's crazy that she like could just walk into a scientific research Dude, facility just as anybody. there's at this place. They're handing Ryan Merriman sedatives in a fucking needle and they're like, shoot it up. They don't that care. One, he, he, he wasn't the one doing that, but okay. But so she goes up to the water and then the dolphin, whose name is Enid, the one that she The names in this movie, Mr. Rochester, Ned, Enid, <laughs> Basil is the yeah, mate. Ba- Basil's they- actually from the book, but Enid is for the film, yeah. Uh, but so... 
she's like, hey, girl, you know, trying to talk to her or whatever. And then uh, Merriman rolls up and is like, oh, hey, uh, I'm about to go into the ocean ocean, not our pen, to do some stuff there. Do you want to come help me? And she's like, yeah, sure. Even though, you know, I'm not a trained science person and probably can't help you, but okay. So they, so like, yeah, so they have, they've said they have like a collection of wild dolphins and raised in captivity dolphins. They're seeing if there's any difference in their echolocation. But so they go out onto the beach and this is where the science completely starts to fall apart. So welcome to Lucas's dolphin corner. Okay, really quickly before we get into the dolphin corner, I do want to say just in what she showed up to with the second day with the shorts and the tank, no shame in this game, but Disney is letting Nisha show a lot of skin. She's very naked in, like, many of this scene especially. She's, like, in a basically tube top and, like, a really cute tank top and cute shorts. But it just, it struck me as one of those things where it's, like, 2008, they would definitely have Ali Mashako wear a long sleeve shirt underneath that tank top. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this is 2002. There was no rules that I forgot. But so then they go out in the ocean. But so let's talk Lucas's Dolphin Corner. Um, and I'm not going to make this a recurring segment. I don't know where else it would fit. I just, I just have a lot of dolphin research and I need to share it. So they, he's bring he's bringing like this speaker into the ocean and he's like, we're using this to, it mimics a dolphin's call and we're trying to get it to summon Basil, who is Enid's mate. So we can signal him when her baby is coming. That is not a thing as far as I'm aware. I think there are like machines that can create dolphin sounds, whatever, but you can't just like get a dolphin to respond to like a box or whatever. That was insane. I didn't do that much research into that because that was, uh, that just seemed like science fiction nonsense. The actually super inaccurate part is the fact that dolphins are, do not mate for life. They do not have a designated mate. Dolphin dudes just bone as many dolphin ladies as they can and then swim off and do whatever else. And then the women entirely raise the dolphin baby. The, the dad never is involved in the process pretty much. As far as my research has shown. Your research? Okay. You're Googling for 15 minutes? My Googling for longer than that. But this is stupid. But so they activate the device and Basil shows up, who is her mate. And again, it's clearly a trained dolphin and they're just in like, you know, at some dolphin experience tank or whatever. And also with some stuff that happens here is this is where we see that even though they have trained dolphins, they do CGI the dolphins at times. Which is, which it makes sense in this shot because they have Basil come up and jump over them. And I could, obviously they're not going to do that in real life. Like, you know, trainer would be like, I'm not going to let a dolphin jump over people. That's incredibly dangerous. So I get that. But throughout the rest of this movie, they CGI the dolphins. And also the CGI is terrible. It's bad. Granted, it's 2002. So you know what? You can't judge it that much. But it's just like you had dolphins. Why didn't you just shoot some B-roll of them like doing some flips or whatever in the air? Why did you feel the need to spend time and money on that? This is like the only scene where it makes sense. So they're like checking out Basil and he's like, oh, you know, he's kind of wild. So be careful. And then she's just like, uh, oh, no, he's cool. Check it out. And he's like, whoa, I've never seen a doll. I've never seen him act so calm before. And he he and I mean, the dolphin and her do more ESP bullcrap, whatever. Merriman, who did we say his name? It's like Adam, right? Yeah, Adam it's Adam. Something. It's Adam. Yeah, Adam. Uh, I'm, it's Ryan Merriman. Ryan Merriman notices uh, he has a scrape on his like fin or whatever, and he's like, "How did this get here?" And and then, guys, guess what? We just found the actual plot of the movie. Really, which I is think. nets. 
Drift nets. Drift nets. But this whole rest of this movie pretty much is a mix between a romance and uh, an illegal fishing mystery, which is apparently As a I say, say later on in my notes, and I go, the actual plot of this movie is just two adolescent dudes fight over Misha Barton while they try to stop a very illegal fishing industry. That yep. is literally the plot of this movie. And side note, Misha Barton could talk to dolphins. That's the whole but story. But that's a very, very Small. interesting side note. Very, it's, well, it should be interesting, but they don't make it. So then they like go back to the institute and he's talking to And Ryan to the- Merriman is in a wetsuit and he's running around the lab talking to this doctor who mm-hmm. is a woman with really aggressively tweezed 90s eyebrows. And he's like, they have the nets out there hurting these dolphins. And all we I have like say three dolphins with these scrapes. It's and so honestly, this scene, as I wrote down, I said, Ryan Merriman in this wetsuit, wah, wah, wee, wah, mommy <laughs> lahiki. You know, this is really, this is, you, you realize the irony of this, because you, you were dumping on the Merriman so hard I during the house, and now you I just like come back now. around on him. Okay. I've changed. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so then we cut to the beach, like, later, I guess the next day, and they're just, Susie, Rob, and uh, Vicky are all just chilling on the beach, hanging out. And we see a dude on a jet ski doing some sick stunts. Obviously, uh, the sick stunt queen is Jared Padecki? Padecki? Padalecki. Padalecki? His name is Zach Gray or Mr. Supernatural. We've been over this. Mr. Supernatural is he's, a stunt yeah, he's queen. Do, doing a jet ski thing. Uh, and he comes into the... Come and pulls the up onto the beach in like the most aggressive, dangerous way. Like, that fucking jet oh, yeah. ski is now grounded. You've drove it so yeah, far into the sand. It's, it's very like, as someone that knows how to drive a jet ski, like, you're a fucking idiot. That's not how you park a jet ski. Mm-hmm. He, like, drives it so far up into the sand, it's stupid looking. Yeah, and then he hops off the jet ski, goes up to Misha Bart, and is just like, hey, Goes right on? in for the mouth goes kiss. right in for the mouth kiss. I wrote down, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how that strategy pays off, because that <laughs> is so bold. It very, very bold. She immediately is like, yo, uh, you haven't talked to me in, like, a year? Months. Yeah, dick. Uh, so I don't think I'm gonna kiss you right now. And he's like, well, you know, I didn't write back, because all your letters are so great. And mine always sounded stupid when I wrote you, which is a terrible excuse. Some of the worst excuses I've ever heard. And then, ladies and gentlemen, once <gasps> this again. This was wild. Mm-hmm. This was some of the wildest decom writing we should, I've we, seen we, we, should, we should just have a cannon at this point that we fire every time. Uh, guess what, guys? His mom's dead. Guess what, guys? They approach you with 0.07 sensitivity. He is mm-hmm. like just joking around. He's like, "Yeah, I had a really rough time. Got these out of some private schools, you know, mm-hmm. just a few." Also, my, also, Luke. By the way, they never say the word mother, but they never say the word mom. They say the word mother. She's like, "By the way, my mother died," and she was like, "Don't joke about that. Like, that's really fucking serious. Like, don't joke." And he's like, "Nope." Dead She's serious. actually dead. She's Mother, dead, yeah. super dead. And I was like, what the fuck? It is, he says it so plainly, like, with no affliction. Mm-hmm. Also, he uses the word mother, much like grandfather. It's not his mom. <laughs> it is his mother, and she is dead. And they came at this thing so hot. It's Yeah, it's, it's again, you know, Disney's always got to have its dead parents. And I will say... You'd think it'd be kind of tied into his character and no. what happens in the plot later. No. It's brought up, like... That this is that it's kind of like why his dad is a jerk, but we don't get any payoff on that really. I did say that this scene between Misha Barton and him is like a masterclass in bad acting. They it's are both not great. It's like two boards talking to each other. They are speaking. It's they could be speaking different language. Like, oh no, what? She's dead, and he's like, yeah, she's <laughs> dead. 
Never say it's how she died either. Bad. Dead. And I was like, okay, like, could anyone just do, like, one inch of emotion? That would really get me going. Thank you. Right. And he also, so he says um, that his mom died and my dad sent me to grief counseling who determined that I am sad because my mom died. And like, man, I don't even get what people go to these things. And I'm like, Disney, do you really need to make fun of grief counseling? Is this really what you want? Yeah, to do is this the film? hill you want to die on? Like the grief counseling being bad? But he, but he points out that basically he and his dad were never like close, but it's kind of driven a wedge between him and his father even more. So yeah, that's so he says that's why he's been being shipped out of these private schools and then being kicked out because he sucks at school and everything. Um, and then during this conversation, Rob, being the idiot that he is, um, is like trying to play fetch with the dog, and he throws the frisbee into the water, and it like gets swept out to the sea. This and Rob's also like, like is edited very terribly. Yeah, you it's really bad. Actually, see Rob going in so far, where it's like all of a sudden like the frisbee is thrown, and I'm like, oh my god, Rob's in the deep ocean. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, it's bad. It's cut together so terribly, where you're like, holy shit, how did he get out there? Yeah, so he's like, you know, drowning, whatever. <laughs> Um, and then we see, we see some stuff from under the waves, like, whoa, what's happening there? And then, uh, Misha Barton, like, stands up from a conversation being like, wait, where'd Rob go? I, th- I think she also kind of gets, like, a psychic thing, but it's more just like, wait, I don't see my brother. Um, and she's, like, runs out in the waves, and her, Susie, and Mr. Supernatural she's are just out there. She's out there, like, trying to get through the current, like, ducking under wave after wave after wave. And I, as... A woman who's been constantly disappointed by men my entire life. <laughs> Watching that fucking supernatural piece of shit stand on the shore and not even get wet. Neither him nor the little sister jump in the water. Or real move. Hey, Mr. Supernatural, why don't you hop back on that jet ski and go and look go through the help. water. Or, 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 or just look through the water and be like, hey, do I see a child in the water? And he, he does nothing. He, he does nothing. He stands there. But you know who does something? my boy basil yeah we see him like lift rob's head up uh, above the water uh to keep him from drowning i'm not to go back to the dolphin corner uh but there actually is a lot of evidence of dolphins saving people generally it's from sharks not so much from drowning but i did find a couple stories where people said dolphins save them from drowning so it's not improbable what's weird though it, it, so rob just appears behind them like on the shore Yes, like blacked out, coming out of a fugue day drinking state. He's like, I don't know how I got here. Yeah, and I and they explain this later, but I was like, who are they trying to fool with this? There's no way that could pop because that would have been the dolphin had to like get on the shore. He would have he would have beached himself. Yeah, well, yeah. But so this is the first time where we see they CGI the dolphin as she sees Basil go back into the sea, and I was like, why did you CGI the dolphin for that? Just shoot a dolphin swimming away from you. Done. The, the CGI here is so random. Like the things they yeah. choose to CGI make me so confused. Like why would they? Like why? They doesn't seem necessary to CGI half of this shit. They either CGI the dolphins or they do. They use dolphin stock footage, and what they just do is they do a shot reverse shot. So you you see. Misha Barton's face and then it cuts to the ocean and then you see the dolphin swimming but it's clearly stock footage and they come back to Misha Barton so we're supposed to be like oh that's what she's seeing even though there's no dolphin anywhere near her so after this they are go- they, they are back to normal I think and like weirdly enough like we don't really touch upon ever again the fact that that Rob the brother almost died which is like mm-hmm. tough as like you might want to like address that being like he's under this grandfather's watch and like someone nearly died like that's probably problematic but we just we breeze right past it yeah and then it's like her and the grandpa walking around town and people are coming up to him being like oh how you feeling and this was my first point i go did they just call him reverend yes i was like is he a reverend reverend noonan okay 
Robert, and I just let it, I let it hang. For some reason, I was like, I think that might just be his first name. I, I was like. <laughs> you thought his first name was Reverend? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. But I came to realize that, like, religion is a much more heavy theme in this movie, and they really ease you into it slowly but surely. They do. But, it's a slow burn. But he is a reverend, and I did call that out, but I just, I ignored it later on. And then, um, what happens is, she decides to confide in him that she can hear the dolphins talk. Because she's um, confused, you know, she's a child and she doesn't understand what's going on here. And then his his sage advice, his pretty much whole role in this movie is to hand out sage devi- advice and give books to people. Uh, but his sage advice here is, yeah, that makes sense. No problem. Don't worry about it. He's instantly convinced that she can speak to dolphins telepathically. Oh, First yeah, 100%. Of all, I wrote down, I was like, I would never tell anyone that I could thought I could talk to dolphins telepathically even if I could. And then Yeah, but like her grandfather is her like confidant, the one she shares her poems with and everything. Still, so it's not unbelievable. Still, even my best friends, I don't you sound like a crazy person. Well yeah. And then also I want to just pull out a quote for you guys. I can hear them in my mind and like, you know, in my heart. That's how she's describing hearing the dolphins. I was like, oh Misha, you are so deep. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like so in my heart. And he takes, I said, wow, he takes zero convincing that she's talking to dolphins. But he also is just like, so passe about it. He's just like, yeah, you know, your grandma could sense when the baby would cry before it cried. So obviously you can talk to dolphins? Yeah, you just have something like that, uh, just like your grandma did with her own child, but with dolphins. It's fine. You don't need to worry about it, girl. (laughs) Here's the thing, folks. But also, okay, wait, there's a point where the grandpa goes... You know, it's like she just, your grandma had this intuition. Maybe it's because you're a poet. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's definitely it, you old bastard. It's for sure because she's a poet. She can talk to dolphins with her mind. I mean, that's where I lost it. Here's the thing, Emma. You can laugh about that all you want. This is the only explanation we get for her dolphin language at all in this None. None. Never explained outside this scene. And even then, it's not really an explanation. But so then it cuts to her and Zach on like a lunch date or whatever in like a restaurant. And this is what I wrote down. Is the plot of this movie just two guys fight over Misha Barton, who speaks to dolphins, but whatever. And then they try to fight some nets. And that's what I wrote down as being the plot of this movie after this Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, well, that's what this whole lunch scene is. Because her and Zach are on a date, and then they start, like, holding hands. But then Adam comes in, Ryan Merriman, smooth-ass bish. And then he's like, oh, hey, and then she quickly stops holding hands with Zach. Because she, you know, she's got a new suitor. And he's like, wait a minute, are you Zachary Gray? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, your dad is using illegal drift nets and killing dolphins. Dude, Ryan Merriman needs a Xanax. And (laughs) that is like what I said multiple times throughout this. He's so aggressive. He's like the most like deadpan, like really harsh actor where he's like, yeah, your dad is using these drift nets. And they're pulling them, and he's like, "Yeah, so like, what? Like, why don't they just like plot?" He goes, "They're dead by then." Like so aggressively. Yeah, we didn't really explain this very well, so let's talk to Tio for a second. So basically, Ryan Merriman's hang-up is is that there are these illegal drift nets, where it's basically you set up like a wall of net along the ocean to catch fish, and they get stuck in it. Uh, but the problem is, dolphins are getting caught in it, and they're getting the scrapes 
that he talked about, but apparently most of the time it kills them. So like because it forces them underwater and then they can't get like their blowhole. Right, but up the, but there. the ones that, that but I'm saying the evidence that pointed him that this was happening was just a scrape. So I, I'm confused how that, those two. But are he then also is like the the poor like Mister Supernatural who will never be sympathetic again. The rest of the movie, and he's like, wait, it's so like, what do you mean? He's like, why don't they just like. You know, like, get out. Like, they can breathe. And he's like, no, they're fucking dead by then. <laughs> yeah, he's very intense. Yeah, because he says, like, well, he's oh, that's so fine. He's so intense. That's a good, ad- yeah, that, that's a good adjective. He's very you're right, intense. You're right, because Zach goes, like, oh, so the fishermen can just let them go when they pull the fish in. Yeah. Like, they're dead. They're dead. Yeah, it was like when they pull them in, they're fucking dead, you rich son of a bitch. Like yeah, they are, so that's why. So, so that's why his, that's why he has a Porsche. That's why the dad is, like, sending him to all these private schools. It's because his dad owns the like the only successful fishing boat on the town because they're using illegal drift nets even though this is you're about to hit my favorite part of this movie which is where at a certain point mr supernatural like vicky armisha barton heroine heroine she says something like oh my god that's like awful like dolphin hugger they should yes he's like (laughs) they should not be doing that and he's like oh vic what are you, like a dolphin hugger now? Yeah, and she's like, it's really that, weird. Yeah, maybe. And I was like, dolphin hugger? Like, that's a thing? Like, that's a real controversial stance to not want dolphins to be, like, murdered and well, dressed. No, it's, it's not only that. So he even says, he says, okay, so you think my dad is using these drift nets. Okay, go to the cops. So clearly he's like, has no problem with his dad, you know, possibly being thrown in jail or whatever. A second later, when she says, like, oh dolphins are dying he's like what are you some kind of dolphin hugger you snowflake like who also, cares this is like, business this is, the, this is like this movie's computer boy like dolphin hugger like that, it's like, is it like well, a slang term people that, that don't want to murder dolphins like what a what a terrible group i know it's listen it's hard being a dolphin hugger, dolphin hugger so he so after he dumps all this information on both them and the audience Zach is like, I'll tell you what, uh, freaking, I'm the, the owner's son, so we can just go check out the boats right now, like, tonight. Did you hear that, listeners? It was me using dolphin telepathy to tell you that we're going to take a break, and we'll come back to their daring ship investigation. Bye. They have no room for hatred, though they've suffered much pain from the race we call human. Okay, so they sneak into the docks at nighttime. They're wearing, you know, dark clothes, got their flashlight, doing a full Harry at the Spy type thing. Uh, Zach, Mr. Supernatural, asks, like, what's going on with this Adam guy? And he's like, oh, he's just, you know, this cool... I asked this to Vicky. He's like, oh, it's just this cool dolphin guy. You know, don't worry about it. But he clearly knows that she has a thing for him. So he's got some competition in the Vicky game. I just hate this whole thing. I hate it so much. It's, it's a love triangle. Don't you love love no, triangles? No, I don't love a love triangle because I don't feel bad for Misha Barton. Like, bitch, I'm sorry that you're hot 
and these two <laughs> hot men are competing. Like, I don't, that's not a sympathy plot line. Like, and I'm sorry that your life is so dope that two random dudes are going to fight over you. And also, you can talk one to dolphins. One who's rich, one who's going to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> literally, though. It's like, oh, one who's just, like, super family rich, and the other one who's, like, got a free ride to Harvard. Like, what a choice this must be for you. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty low-stakes love triangle. Literally. Either way, you're, you're going to turn also, out all like, right. And also, like, she because, like, mm, I can also sneak the dolphins off, which is also, no. like, not that relevant, but super dope. No. Like, But so... So they, they sneak on the boat and Merriman gets a look at the net and like the captain comes out and he's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's just me. You know, the, the lies the here were so paper thin. He was like, I'm just showing my friends my boats. <laughs> they like yeah. boats. You know, no big deal. And he's like, oh, OK, g- g- head on home. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Later. Bye. Let's go, Adam. And then as they walk away, Adam's like, yep, they have a drift net. hundred percent. No doubt about it. And so then uh, we cut to Mr. Supernatural is driving Vicky home walking her up to the door and being Let like yeah he's putting the moves on her and then he just goes in and we get this is this movie contains the most kisses on the lips of any decom thus far with like multiple times because they have a strong lip kiss game here and then it'll happen again in a second because they kiss which means because she's like you know mm, i was pissed at you but now i'm sweet on you again Cool. Then she goes upstairs and they goes to like bed. They have, like, two kisses starts- here. There's, like, a first kiss yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, a little second kiss. Yeah. But then she goes to bed and she starts dreaming about getting that Merriman lip kiss where they're both, like, mermaids and a merman. What the fuck is this dream? She's eating really <laughs> sexy with the dolphins. It's a little sexy. I was sexy. like, is she going to fuck of sexy- this dolphin? <laughs> and then the dolphin turns into Ryan Merriman, who she kisses on the mouth. Which I was like, mm-hmm. if I was, if that was me and I had that dream, I would immediately book an appointment with my therapist because you have some things you need to work through. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to make out with a dolphin man? Think about that. <laughs> uh, but so then it cuts to the next day at around dinner time, I believe. The grandfather is bringing everybody in for dinner. Also, I wrote down Merriman- here, why is Merriman dressed like um, Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men? He's wearing, like, shorts <laughs> and a bowling shirt. Not an undue comparison. Uh, because he rolls up with some books, being like, oh, I got some more books to give you to back. There's also a thing that he's reading philosophy, and then she finds that super dude, hot. Dude, this, this is where we get into the point of this movie, where in order to make things interesting, they need to make Merriman and Misha Barton fight. But they have no ground this to stand so on with it. And it makes stupid. no fucking it's sense. so dumb. Yeah, let's break this down. So they invite him in for dinner. And, of course, since he's a reverend, they say grace before him. But we don't actually see them say prayer. Do you notice that? No. They Which just, I think would have just... alienated certain religions. But they just all yes. hold hands. And they're like, and scene. So it's yeah. like we just see them queue up for grace. It's more of like a cock right. tease. We don't actually see the actual grace. Sure, sure. But so this Emma's right. This is the whole conflict, and it's so Looks dumb. Like, sure, Mar- sure. Just, just your cock tease joke about prayer, where it's gonna breeze right over. Yeah, yeah. You Thank know. You. Uh, but so Merriman's whole backstory. He grew up in like Cincinnati or some, but B- St. Louis. St. Louis, you fucking non-paying Excuse attention. Fuck! How I was dare just, you? I was just uh, Emma. You didn't remember the little brother's name. Don't get on my case. Uh, so he's like, I grew up, you know, away from the little ocean. Brother wasn't and, my pa- and then my little, then my parents brought me down. To Florida. Uh, to Florida when I, when I was 10 on vacation. Wait, what makes me think this isn't Florida? That we're not supposed to be in Florida. Where are we I supposed don't know. to be, I can't, Lucas? It's Seven Bay Island. That's all I can tell you. 
but and it looks like Australia. But so he's like, yeah. So I, was, I so I was swimming out in the ocean, and I just noticed. There was this huge pot of dolphins, and they formed a ring around me. I thought you said a Not pot a of dolphins. dolphins. There's just a huge pot of dolphins. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, the grouping term for dolphins is a pot. I'm open no, I thought pot. you said pot. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's very great humor. Great humor. Um, and sorry, he's like, guys. they formed a ring around, they formed a ring around me. Was it a ring not of a endless ring of light? Endless. It was not a ring. I thought so too. I was like, is this the ring? Is Misha Just wait, this was also dolphins? a cock tease because they they get into yeah. the ring of endless light later. And then here we see that Merriman kind of wants to bone dolphins too. Cause he's like, That's what they're, I so, said. they're I so said, beautiful and I said, graceful well, I and slick. Ryan Merriman wants to fuck the dolphins. That was my first note about this story. He says they're so smooth and graceful. But so then here, so here's the thing. This is where this makes absolutely goddamn no sense. Yes, yes. He says... Zero sense. I knew right in that moment I wanted to study them. Okay. Well, Fine. You know, like, yeah, they formed, Fine. They formed a ring. No, because they, they formed a ring around me. Beautiful. They went. They were gone as soon as they appeared. He had a, a good experience moment. with dolphins, and he wanted to right. study them. Who the fuck cares? Absolutely. Absolutely fine. And then she's like, oh, that's beautiful. And then he's like, oh, but yeah, but it's kind of a weird thing to base a life decision on. And I'm like... But you did. Yeah, you, no, you, you did, did base a life decision you, that's on exactly that. Exactly what you did. And then she's, and then he's like, I can't, I'm not convinced about anything unless I can prove it. And then she what? flies the fuck off the handle. Yeah, because she's like, you can't just see something beautiful in front of you and like let it affect Experience you. Experience like, it. Like you, I don't have to. She says you don't have to whip out your calculator and prove everything. And he's like, I'm a scientist, Vicky. That's what I do. And she's like, you don't have to whip out a calculator and figure everything. Sometimes things can just be good. You just experience them. They are like screaming at each other over what yeah, to me it, is it nothing. Does, I don't understand why they're yelling. No, but that's that just is nothing. It doesn't make sense because he did experience this beautiful moment and he changed it. Changed his life and it changes his his dreams and aspirations. He wants to be. <laughs> marine biologist that studies dolphins but now he's saying like yeah it was kind of dumb that i based my life decision on it and then now she's mad that like i think what they were trying to do is that this beautiful thing happened to and his immediate thought was oh i want to study that or something instead of just like wow what a beautiful thing i think that's what they're trying to go for but no he experienced the beauty and was like oh i want to study it and then she just gets pissed off at him for somehow i don't get it it makes no sense it makes no sense and i literally said here i was like what is this fight it's based on nothing like, I'm like, they are just making them yell at each other. They're having them just speak at increased volumes in order to create, like, romantic friction. Because they, this fight is nothing. Like, it, they, they're no. not, they don't have an actual reason to ever yell at each other, is the, my point. Right. I'll, we also skipped something, because that comes back into play right here, which is, before that, he went and talked to the harbor master and told him they're using drift nets, you need to stop the boat. But the harbor master said you have to have photos of them using them, otherwise, legally, there's well, no, 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 no. No, that's not what he says. Yes, he it says, is. Just no, it's not. He says, "Okay, I'll check it out, but uh, unless I don't have a lot of evidence, but I'll check it out. Don't worry about it." Then he comes to the house after in the middle of this fight and says, "I checked the boat, no drift nets." He complied with my my investigation, even though he didn't have to. They don't have any drift nets on the boat. We can't do anything. And he's just like, "So we're just gonna let dolphins be slaughtered?" And I was like, "No, dolphins have died. A couple got some scrapes, but he's acting like dolphins are being killed left and right out there." Just chill the fuck out, dude. Like, you're doing the most you can. Like, I know that you're upset and you want to fuck these dolphins. Like, that's good for you. But at the same time, like, there's, like, at a certain point, like, 
It's not Misha Barton's fault. Like, just stop yelling at everyone around you. And, and so then she talks to the grandpa later that night about her feelings towards Adam. And she's like, he cares so much, but he sees, he sees so little. He sees so little. I was like, you wise-ass bitch. What sort of what is Professor Trelawney shit is that? I was like, what are you talking about? Ridiculous. And of course, the grandpa being the grand... Sorry. Of course, the grandfather being the grandfather, he has a book to show her. Yeah, don't her say grandpa, you together. little plebeian piece of shit. It's a grandfather. But so he makes her read this poem, which is an actual poem. It's an actual thing. They didn't make this, this up. Real? Oh, that was while hoping you did the research because God knows I, I did. did. It's not just from the book or from the movie. They made up for the movie. It's for, it's called The World by Henry Vaughn. Okay, but also, it, wait, but okay, stop. You're jumping ahead of what I want to get into is the fact that, like, what the fuck is this analogy? He sees a star in the sky. It's, it, yeah, that's the thing. Is the, the ring of endless light is taken from this poem. It's it like. But before we even I get to the, the poem, he's talking about a star. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, right. You're right. I did skip that. You're, I yeah. Apologize. Who remembers details better for once? Me. They're having this conversation about Adam, and he's like, oh, that star, you know, we're seeing it in the sky, but its light is, could be just reaching us, and it could have died a thousand years ago. Yes. But it's still shining towards us. Adam could be the same way. I don't know what the hell he means by that. What that does that make mean? Sense. That makes no sense. Like, wait, Adam's been dead for 25 years? Yeah, I don't know what he's saying either. That, like, the way Adam... I think he's saying, like, the way Adam looks on the outside might not be the way he actually is. I don't know. But it's what I said in my notes, which is, what the fuck is this analogy? It really doesn't make any sense for the point he's trying it to make. But, th- but then he goes, like, you know what? I got the perfect idea. Come downstairs. We're going to read this poem. And so he pulls a book out and he's like, read me this poem. And it's the real poem. It's real poems by Robert Vaughn, Henry Vaughn. The name of the movie is taken from this poem. And literally the two lines are, I saw eternity the other night, like a great ring of pure and endless light. And it's so barely applies to what happens in this barely. film. I it's feel a like. stretch. It is stretchier than stretch. Jello and like, I literally a yoga master. Like it's so stretchy. Like, it doesn't make any sense to, like, the plot of this film. It's just about her deciding about who she wants to go to Bone Town with, basically. And and fishing practices. But I think it's, like, a <laughs> poem about... I think... I, but I think it's, like, a poem about death, which is... So I think... And illegal in, fishing practices. And Look, illegal fishing practices. I don't know how you're going to title this, but I want you to work in some way that it's about illegal fishing practices. I don't know if I can make that work. Please try. It's about going to Bone Town, but also illegal fishing. Illegal fishing. (laughs) So the reason I think that this is where the name comes from is because I think it's like a poem about death and considering what a big factor death plays at like Massive, massive. Massive as the conclusion of the film. In the book, um, they actually know that the grandfather is dying throughout, not just at the end uh, where that gets revealed. Spoilers, people. Um, So I think it's more about like death as a whole but they, the thing is they make it seem like it's kind of also supposed to be t- tied to the dolphins yeah which it's not really it's just like yeah the ring of endless light it's like what you see when you die kind of like eternity i don't know whatever we're gonna move on because you can't parse it also at their point she's like so they read the poem and this is a classic like misha barton bad acting they're like she's like that was pretty deep and he's like you know the 17th century was pretty deep <laughs> and i was like who wrote this these <laughs> terrible lines. I would like to throw myself off of a cliff. So we cut to the next day, and uh, Vicky rolls up to the Marine Institute again, and everyone's freaking out because Enid's having her baby. Yes. Um, but uh, she's having a difficult 
birth is what they say. So they say like, oh, if it's born breach, you know, it could kill her, blah, blah, blah. Like serious medical issues are happening with this dolphin. And she rolls up just on the sand. Again, they probably shouldn't let civilians in during this time, but who cares? Yes, and literally. Ryan, Ryan, Merriman hands the doctor a sedative and it's like, we need to sedate her. And then Vicky just says, no, she wants to be alert. She needs to be alert to give birth. And they're like, what? what? And then she says, <laughs> Who is she's this scared. crazy bitch screaming? And she says, I, she needs Basil. He needs to be here. It is their way, which as I said, scientifically, I wrote that down. It is their way. <laughs> it is not. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to call Basil, you know, on my dolphin telephone. Uh, but so he goes and lets Basil into the enclosure. Basil? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basil? Uh, and so he lets Basil in and they, he goes over to Enid and they start like swimming around. And I guess that just solves any medical okay, problems also, that the dolphin was having. I can see it coming out. And I was like, they're not going to show. Oh, a but they do. They show a full on dolphin birth, people. Again, it's stock footage, obviously. Okay, I want to write down what I show- saw. I said, oh, Jesus, I can see it. I can see it coming out. It's coming out. This is graphic. Oh my god, the blood. That's what yeah, I they show the they show the blood spray in the water. Do you like a full, see a dolphin swimming around like a dolphin with like a little fin sticking out of her dolphin vag? Like it's like you can see her mid birth like swimming around. Yes, and I'm like, they, I'm like, children were not ready for this. Like I don't I need think, this. You know, I think it might be the most graphic thing we've seen on Disney Channel thus far. A I, live dolphin birth. I agree with you a hundred percent. After the dolphin's been born, and I guess, yeah, Basil being there solved all the medical problems she was experiencing, Ryan Merriman finally decides to be a smart person in the film and says, um, hey. Hey, bitch, I know you Vicky, can talk to dolphins. What? No, he says, what What just happens? And then she just, like, runs off, basically. And so he immediately is like, I know you can talk to dolphins with tel- telepathic communication. I need to study you. You can do so much to my research. Blah, 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 blah. This also, like, I get that he was a little heavy-handed with the studying shit, but I also did feel like he yeah. was one of those things where, like, this fight came, like, to a head in a way that it did not need to. Like, they were way too yelly at each other in a way where it's like, they could have just, like, talked this out if they had not been in mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, and she even, he's like... Like, this is amazing. Like, this could change the field. And she's like, I don't care. And I was like, girl, you should absolutely care about the fact that you could talk to animals, that you're goddamn doolittle up in this. Bitch, like, you can talk to dolphins. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that she never really accepts that reality. Is like, yeah, I can talk to dolphins. I should probably, you know, think about that and how that changes my life. No, I'm just going to keep uh, avoiding The it. note that I wrote down here was, he believes you. What's the issue here? Like, of all the things, like, I thought that the conflict in this movie would be the fact that he would not believe her. Because he's Mr. a scientist. Science man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, does that not make sense? Am I high on poppers? Like, what, like... Yeah, but the second that he sees some evidence of it, he's like, oh, no, it makes total sense. There's evidence of children. And then she's like, what, so I'm a child? But naturally, though, had you been writing this script, would you not have had Mr. Science Man not believe her? Because it, he believes in science only. Doesn't that make it the most right. sense? It makes sense. But the problem is Zachary also can't believe that she could talk to dolphins because he's just kind of an asshole. That's mm. pretty much his whole thing. So she leaves in a huff. She's all mad. She called it, he called him a child even though he didn't or whatever. Um, and then we cut to Zach on his on like his own speedboat that I guess yes. he has. I guess his dad bought him that. Whatever. And he's just like taking pics of the the Marie Rose, his dad's fishing boat, using drift nets. 
Super obviously. No, okay, okay, sorry. But the the key here is that they're not using the drift nets here. What he gets pictures of is them getting the drift nets delivered to them from a small boat. So that's how they're getting them in and out of the harbor. Is that like someone's once they get out of the harbor, a small boat is delivering them the nets. You are right. Excuse me. The thing is, this is why I think Zach is kind of an interesting character because he is so down with sending his dad like to jail. That's my thing that I wrote into is like, what is his motivation? Like, does he just want his dad to just like burn in hell? Like, he has no loyalty to his own father. He's not a dolphin hugger, so he doesn't care about the dolphins. I thought like the twist here would be like. He's torn between being loyal to his dad and, like, loyal to his friends. Exactly. But he has no loyalty to his dad. Not for a second. Not for one second is he conflicted about his own father. In any normal movie, the conflict would be doing what is right and, and, like, agreeing with your dad. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, he he hates his dad because his dad is still like, a jerk to him all these years, but also is kind of also being affected by the mom's death, but not yeah. really. That's never really addressed. But he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally going to send my dad to jail, probably. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, no, he's for sure going to rot in hell. <laughs> rot in right. Pain. But so then uh, then it cuts to Merriman approaching Vicky, like, the next day at the lighthouse, and he's like, listen, I'm sorry about what everything I said and uh, dumping all that on you. I was just really jealous because, you know, I've so- I've studied dolphins for years. How old are you? I How said, much dolphin I research could you have possibly done? Because I wanted to fuck those dolphins. And it's very, <laughs> it's, more, it's easier for you. And I'm jealous. That's what Ryan Merriman was really saying. He, because he also says he wants, after the summer's over, when they release the dolphins back into the wild and the study is over... Um, he wants to be able to say goodbye to them, but she's like, um, yeah, you know, I can't talk to dolphins, right? Like, I can only hear what they want me to hear. Like, I can't say things to them. That's not how it works. But he's like, no, I want to say goodbye to them and all this stuff. So then, uh, we cut to the house and she is like running a panel on Susie about which boy she should go with. Because Susie, being the genius, is like no nonsense. She's like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm never going to date anybody. She said this earlier. She's like, I'm never going to date anybody. I'm just going to find one guy, decide he's it, and then we're going to get married. Very logical approach to uh, this kind of thing. But she's like, all right, you're the genius. Which guy should I go with? And then she said, well, well, no, she says, okay, well, how does each one make you feel? And then she's like, when I'm with Zachary, it's like being in the middle of a storm, both exciting and exciting. It's so weird. It's both exciting and frightening at the same time. And I literally was like, like, bitch, why are you scared? I was like, bitch, what the fuck? That also just doesn't describe him in any way, shape, or form. Like, have you been hanging with the same guy we've been talking about? Because it's not that. But she also makes the same point we did earlier, where she's like, well, one's already rich, and then he's going to Harvard, so you're probably fine. So it's like, both of them are perfectly fine. So you are literally just rolling in dick, my good sister. Like, (laughs) what do you want from me? If that was my sister, I'd literally be like, oh, I'm sorry you have too many good dicks thrown at you. Like, I'm sorry that your life is so hard. Sorry, I'm so bitter. I don't no, I'm, I'm you're really through you're, it. Yeah, you're getting real, but you're getting real bitter about this. But it's fine. Uh, but we never really. She's I think like, I'm oh. in love with Ryan Merriman, and now I'm just. <laughs> uh, but so then she's like, okay, so tell you what, make a list, assign point values to each thing, add them up, and then you'll get your answer. We never see that happen. Never happens. Uh, because it cuts to the two of them at dinner, her and Mister Supernatural, in like a kind of fancyish looking restaurant, 
And uh, he sits to her down. Okay. He's talking this about- is what I'm talking about earlier, where it's like, this is what yeah. drove me fucking bonkers, batshit bananas crazy, is the fact that Mr. Supernatural at this point is like, you know, like, my parents never got divorced because it was, like, too inconvenient, which is, like, a very good yeah. character trait to, like, give a kid. Like, his parents should have clearly gotten divorced and, like, he yes, was in an unhappy home. But then he's like, and then I met your parents. I'm like, your parents, like, they not only were they divorced, they were, like, in love with each other, and they went to church, and they prayed. And I was like, why are we talking about Jesus right now, <laughs> first of all? And I was like, second yeah, of all, that was weird. we haven't even met these parents. So it's like, mm-hmm. yes, what he's saying could be, like, very true, but it means nothing to us as an audience because we've never seen them. So what, why would they bring this up? Or maybe talk about, why would you talk about the grandparents? Talk about the grandpa and the grandma, maybe. Because we've heard about them and seen the grandpa. Like, we've never even seen these parents. That's what I was talking about earlier, too. Is that I think Zach could have been a really interesting character had they written him a little bit better. Had they been like, yeah, you know, his parents should have been, should have gotten divorced uh long ago they were they didn't love each other anymore but then the mom died and so like they don't really know the dad doesn't really know how to feel about it and is dealing with that all that emotion that kind of thing and that's part of the reason why he likes vicky well, i did he, like, like i did really like this idea because as someone not to get too deep on this comedy well, podcast if there's, if, if there's ever a movie to get deep on it's this one in two ways because dolphins in the ocean deep and deep in terms of topics i did Ooh, look what you did that sonar <laughs> echolocation. Did you just say that's sonar? I know I said that sonar. That echolocation. Oh, I thought you said that's sonar, like so gnarly. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Luke, I've just, I've grown into the Hawaii culture now. I don't know if we're actually in Hawaii, but that's what I'm doing. But I will say I did like the- Emma Tsunami. I did like <laughs> Emma Tsunami, this, the three wolves of Johnny Tsunami. But I will say I did like what you're saying right now is that like this could have been a very interesting character. Had he been written better- because I did like what they did with him, which I do feel like is something that a woman my age has come in common with, like, at that age and later on. It's, like, a man that is, like, he's an asshole, but he's also very unhappy with himself. And she does say it later. She's, like, learn how to like yourself. But he's so mm-hmm. from a broken home and so unhappy that, like, that's why he's an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, you, he's an asshole and that's what you think, like, surface layer, but then after, once the, you know, script flexes its tiny, terrible wings, you kind of realize <laughs> why he's an asshole, but they could have done it way better, which is They could have connected point A to point B yes, better. Yes, yes. Uh, but so then, they're having this whole weird conversation, and then Adam rolls up, and he, she's like, what are you doing here, my other love interest? Why would you invite then- him to your two... Uh, like one-on-one dinner well because he's, he says it's because i took these photos of the drift nets the small ship gives them to them we have evidence now but yeah this was clearly supposed to be a date and so i don't know why you decided to make it both of those things uh but so he's like yeah here's your here's your picks show these to the harbor master we should be all good. Tell you what we got him so bad why don't we go out dancing on the mainland he's Take like he also boat. like Okay, not to say that anyone's on drugs ever, but <laughs> he seems like he's on speed a little bit. <laughs> Where he's like, 
He's like, he's talking so evenly. He's like, here's your pictures. Like, here you go. Like, got got those bastards. He's like, also, this is boring. What the fuck are we doing? Like, why are we here? Let's go dancing. I have a boat to the mainland. And I was like, dude, did you just do like six lines of uncut Colombian cocaine <laughs> in the bathroom? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, and then he, she's like, and then Adam like stays where he is. And then he's like, uh, no thanks. I don't dance. And then she's like, everybody dances. This, and he's like, this not exchange. me. And then she's like, well, come on, I'll teach you. And he's like, nah, I pa- I'll pass. Go on and have a fun time. So they, they go out dancing, allegedly. But she's, she says... We don't she, see it. We don't see it. But she makes a note to him that is like, hey, can you have me back at a reasonable hour? This is the thing where I'm like, what is the time frame here? Like, what time did they get back from dancing? Because she's back in her room, obviously nowhere near tired, writing... Re- reading her physics. Oh, I thought she was reading Writing. She knows she's writing poems. And okay. she's writing a little book. We hear there's a say anything scene happening outside where Ryan Merriman is showing up with a, a boom box. And he's like, are you not going to like fulfill your promise and like teach me how to dance? So you teach me. And I was like, what time is it? 4 a.m. at this point? Yeah, but I got, probably. But also, I got to give some credit to the Merriman. He is riding that swoop game hard. He is trying to steal Zachary Gray's lady. This is like the moment where it goes beyond like, oh, I like two guys. Ha 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 ha. Which will I choose? It's like, no, Ryan Merriman's trying to be Mr. Steal Your Girl. He is Mr. Steal Your Girl. But also like, okay, so here it's like, first of all, I just wrote in all caps, this dancing is so atrocious. It actually made me want to shut my laptop while watching this film because it's so bad. They're barely moving. They're barely swinging. Like, she's, it would make sense if it was just him because, you know, he's supposed to be bad at dancing and doesn't dance, but she's bad at it too. And then he's like, hey, so I hear you write poetry. He's like, what do you write? She's like, just stuff. And I was like, wow, who wrote this screenplay? <laughs> just stuff you know. And I was like, God, Shakespeare himself could not think of something so beautiful. So they're dancing by this bonfire. And then she's like, okay, you know what? As you know, like any girl, like as I would to like get a man turned on, I talk about how my grandpa is a missionary. It just really tickles mm-hmm. their fancy. 20 minutes into Netflix and chill, and she starts talking about her grandpa being a missionary. That's you know it's time. He went from six to midnight, obviously. This plotline is so heavily buried. It's crazy town. It's so weirdly placed. Like, you could have just, like, either commit to it or don't, Disney. I like, don't care, like, whatever. But, like, they weirdly, like, don't touch it in the beginning. And then, like, they go so hard in the religion at the end. We all know that Disney loves to secretly pander to, to hardcore Christians on the down low. Yes, exactly. So I'm okay. So I'm, I understand where they're coming from on this. But also, I don't think it makes sense to do it in the movie about where a girl can magically talk to dolphins. I feel like that's not exactly in the Bible. But whatever. Let's just roll she with it. She then she's like, okay, like, you lead. And so, like, they, like, switch hands. Like, but I literally, at this point, I was like, you're barely swaying. Like, lead what? Like, lead. <laughs> they're not doing the tango. <laughs> not be like a waltz like in what way is he leading they're swaying like it's a sixth grade like junior high dance like he's not leading anything yeah it was weird this whole scene and also i want to point out right here really quick i'm not sure what the exact song is but they are playing hardcore sex music while they're dancing on this beach did you notice that it's 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 charged. It's a charged song, and there's so. And then we get into even more lip kissing, guys. He walks her he, home, like, this and is the she, most and lip kisses. And he kisses her. She's kissed. I wrote down. She kisses both dudes. Exclamation point. Question mark. What? 
Like, I was like, <laughs> what's happening? I know. She's playing the... Disney is showing us a heroine who is playing the field. I like her. Okay, so then it cuts to them the next day, like, in the water, in the wetsuits, and he's like, all right, we're going to put your powers to the test, because I think you can... I think you can talk to dolphins, so I want you to call the dolphins telepathically. Luke, I have never seen this movie, and I literally said, these dolphins are getting caught in the net for sure. I was like, all of them? I was like, 100%, this family of dolphins will get caught in a drift net before this movie is over. I knew that. Well, I mean, only one of them does, but that was I thought it was going to be all of them, but like, okay, yes, but obviously that's where this was going. Yeah. So she's called out to them telepathically. She's like, I think I did it. And there's like a weird, and but they don't come immediately. And then so she just looks at him and just goes, why do you think they came back? And he's like, what? And he, she, he's like, to the sea. If they like, you know, were land mammals, why did they return to the sea? And again, this is what we were saying about why this is explicitly okay, important. Yes, but also like explicitly insane. I would then... At some point, yes. like, they had to give up their hands. When he says something that is like, it's like, if yes. you see that, like, like, there's fingers and I need the fins and, like, like, and she's like, they had to give up their hands. She, and then all of a sudden, she, it's like she understands what hands are. And she's like, with no hands, <laughs> there'd be no writing. And I was like, no shit, bitch. Like, what? Yeah, this was but so then weird. Also, I, but then I, also, yeah. she's like, do you think that, like, they knew they had to give up their hands to go into the sea? And this is the point where I was like, oh my god, is this whole movie Christian propaganda? Because <laughs> it's evolution, you dumb fuck. I wrote down, like, they didn't, like, wa- it wasn't like Adam and Eve, like, they walked in and they're like, give me fins, Jesus, my good bee. Like, <laughs> they, like, <laughs> like, they got fins via evolution, you dumb fuck. Like, you are, it was, you they are didn't right, choose yeah. to get fins. You, she's like, to, she's like, they must have chosen to give up those hands. You are like, right. No, I they didn't. didn't. I remember thinking this, but I didn't write it down. You're right. I, it's like, the question is like, how did they cut back to the sea? How did they get their fins back? And I would have had so much respect for Disney Channel if they just had Merriman look at her and just go, Evolution! Is he not a scientist? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, who's to say? And I'm like, you're a marine biologist. I mean, if you want to know why, it's probably because, like, because of climate or whatever, animal, there was more uh, food in the sea than there was on land, so they adapted to live in the water more or whatever. And then she'd just, like, look at him and just be like, Oh, is that not the answer you, you you were looking for? Did you want something like magical and whimsical? This is science, Vicky. Oh, science, bitch. Uh, but then after that, in purely insane con- uh, conversation, the dolphins roll up, and there's actually they put they pan out so you can see them approach them in the lagoon. But you can see Merriman tapping the top of the water like the trainer. I'm sure yeah, told yeah. Him to do to get the dolphin to come. I saw that too. He's hitting the water like discreetly yeah. to try to cut it out, but he's like hitting the top of it. And then they would do some shots of the dolphins like you know see either cg doing flips or stock footage of them okay, just oh, no, being no, under wait, the water first of all, i wrote down stop yelling at her merriman like he's like he's like ask them do it make them flip <laughs> like, stop screaming at her he's really screaming at misha barton to make the dolphins do flips yeah and then she's like i made him do a flip and then he's like do it again she's like no he's, he's like no Play he's not him. like he's not like do it again he's like do it again like, <laughs> he's so aggressive um, and she, like, tries to talk with him a little bit, and then whatever, and then she no, says... No, not whatever. No, 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 but that, but then he says, what should I ask them? 
And then she says, he says, tells her, ask them your question, why they came back to the sea. And all of a sudden, this movie takes a goddamn dark turn real quick. What happens? They start, pl- they start playing, like, intense music, like, da 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 like, has, like, like, she sees, like, light. She goes under the water. It's like, no, she gets, thing. she gets pulled under the water. Like, you think the dolphins are attacking her for a moment. That's what I but thought. But it's not. It's like, she just gets, like, dragged. Yeah, but then he's like, Vicky, Vicky, oh my god. And, like, I thought that all of a sudden, it was like a shark attack was happening. And like, I was so confused what was happening. And then it just, like, cuts to her, just, like, opening her eyes, sitting uh, way up on the shore, just like her brother was. And then she's like, oh, what what happened? And we also we get some shots under the water of the dolphins, like, swimming around her. And, this like, is you also, know. like, when she comes to at the end, like, this makes no sense. And they nope. never flesh it out. Like, no, it doesn't, never... even, it doesn't even make sense to what happens in the rest of the movie. So she wakes up, and she says... What happened? He's like, I don't know. You were, I went underwater for a few seconds. You came up and then sat down on the beach. So I guess the dolphin's mind controlled her body to go sit down on the beach or something, which is crazy. He's like, what happened? She's like, I don't know. I just remember the lights and like hearing them. And it's like, I, this is the quote I wrote down for this movie. The dolphins are absolutely connected with everything. I wrote they down the dolphins no have no secrets. The dolphins have no secrets. I don't I know like, what that what means. What in the fuck? Does that mean? It means nothing. It also isn't going to come to fruition later. Like the dolphins it doesn't, are going to It doesn't like, come into play at all. Like the dolphins are going to like restore her grandfather to life or something. Just no, just nonsense. It's just nothing. And this scene is never referenced <laughs> just again. Just nonsense. Um, so then they let the dolphins go, which was weird because I thought they were keeping the dolphins to study them. But I guess it's the end of the summer. So you're letting them go, I guess, because I guess it's the end of the summer. And he never addresses the fact that the dolphins almost drowned her, which I thought was weird. Like, we don't he def- that. Definitely seemed like she was going to die. So then we cut to later on, Zach has He's taking a cam- Vicky out on a boat he a, ride. He, he has a camcorder and he's like, we're going to go videotape the Marie use, the Marie Rose using the drift nets. We'll give that to the Harbor Master. Because I think there was a scene earlier that we skipped that uh, he gave the photos to the Harbor Master. He's like, this isn't good enough. We need hard evidence. You need to catch them in the act of using the drift nets. You have to take photos of them using the drift nets. They can't just have them. That was the key. Was that You have to actually see okay. them using them yeah. on animals otherwise you can't prosecute right and so he's like i got a video camera i got my speedboat i know where they're gonna be let's go capture him and she's like okay cool are you bringing adam and he's like nah screw that guy he's trying to steal you away from me anyway and so they get on the boat and they start driving out and then this was also really dumb is they have him just decide i'm not saying it doesn't fit his personality but the fact that this he just kind of happens a manic episode here this is yeah crazy Again, he might have done a couple lines before this because he just decides Again, to play. Ch- he does feel like he's on speed. He just decides to do to uh, d- play a random game of chicken with this oncoming boat that just is there. I guess I don't know. Um, and she's like, you know, freaking out, like, "Stop it, man! Like, please don't do really, this. Like, don't play with our lives or whatever." He's like, "Ah, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever." But blah, 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 blah. And then they, you know, he turns at the end because he's in a more fast, maneuverable boat. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And then she's like, take me back. Take me back. Blah, 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 blah. You're not doing I literally this. Seriously. What a psycho. Like, I was like, I was like, he actually this feels like the Joker from Batman. Like, all of a sudden he seems insane. But it just comes out of nowhere is the thing. Like, like we said, it fits his character, I guess. Like, I could see his character doing no, it. No, I was saying just all a of a sudden, though, do. he feels insane. Like, I actually liked, yeah. I didn't, like, really dislike him to this point. Yeah, like, yeah, now exactly. Now you're like, holy shit. Um, so, and then, so he takes her back to the dock. And this is where I get the line we talked about where she's like, start liking yourself. But I didn't like this, where she's like, he's, she's like, what are you trying to do, kill yourself? Like, 
You know, she's like, I don't. She's like, I don't, I don't think she says that, started, but yeah. No, she does. D- Luke, she literally does. I wrote she it says down. kill yourself. She's like, yes, yes, which I thought was really dark for Disney. She was like, well, she's like, she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, don't try to kill yourself. Like, not in like a way that you should. She doesn't say it in, like kill yourself, like a derogatory comment. And she says like, maybe get your shit together and not try to kill yourself. And I was like, holy shit! Like she went after it, and I was like, fuck yes, bitch. But it also does really pepper in some realistic shit with this dude where it's like he clearly she's right hates himself and therefore doesn't give a fuck about anything if this were an actual movie movie and not aimed at children he would have had like a drug or an alcohol problem yes and and definitely like a death wish or something yes i agree with you so this is where things start to get real dark real quick she goes home and then I don't know if she just gets home at night or if it's the nighttime. I don't remember. And she hears like a, a thud, and she runs into her grandfather's room, and he's on the floor, like uh, his arms are like up, like rolling around the floor. And she's like, "Grandfather, grandfather!" And he's and calling he, her the grandmother's name. Yeah, at this Kara. Point, right? He's yeah. like, "Oh, Kara, I didn't see you in bed. I fell out of bed." But when he's like, "No, grandfather," again, Misha Barnes is not doing great here. Nope, not the best. Not she. Not he, work. he really is the best actor in this whole yes, movie. Yes, he's acting circles around everyone else. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, Vicky, of course. I'm sorry. Uh, get me a pill. It's in the drawer for the pain." And she's like, "Tape for pain." This is my favorite. This is my favorite though, that she sees the description on a pill bottle and it's like for pain. Take as yeah. needed. It's like the pill bottle says You're death dying. imminent. Yeah. Like, like that could be like on a muscle relaxer that someone has like post like yeah, back surgery. Like, weird. That is not like that. That's not a death sentence. It was weird. And then he's like oh I need a glass of water. And so they go in the kitchen she gets him a glass of water he takes the pill. And we have a conversation that um, she's like, okay, grandfather, everyone's been asking what's wrong with you. You've been acting weird. What's going on? And then he's like, oh, I'm better than ever. Fit as a fiddle. And she's like, grandfather. Give me the tea. And he's like, he's like, Leukemia. And yeah, okay, I didn't want to just drop that right in the people's laps. So Disney just They drop it in our laps. What am I supposed to do? I know. They didn't just say, I'm dying. They didn't just say, I have cancer. They give you, he says flat out, Leukemia. Leukemia. And I was like, whoa, Disney Channel. Whoa, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because this is, this got so serious so fast, you guys. Like, it's crazy. Um, And she, you know, starts crying and everything, like... Oh, I, but I don't want to lose you. You can't die. You know, you're my confidant. What are We have an important relationship to my character. And then... <laughs> I feel like that's you saying that, but okay. Yes. yes. But then he's like... And I will say, as much as we're saying this movie takes itself very seriously, it actually addresses this pretty well, where it's like, listen, dying is a natural part of life. It's just my time. You can't do anything about it. But, but, they but did drill like, at home. They're like, he is 82. Like, he has lived to go. Like, he needs to, like, I'm living the best of my life as this old ass man. Yeah, they don't, they don't really address, like, why he's not, like, doing chemo. I just assumed it was, like, too late for that or anything. Or he just, you know, his body couldn't handle it or something. But he's just, like, you just have to accept this, that this is, a, this is as much a part of life as anything. It's natural. 
it's the ring of endless light. <laughs> well, he doesn't say that, but that's what they're that's what they're connecting it to. But so then she like falls asleep on like the windowsill because they're in the living room, and she wakes up like grandfather, grandfather, and then he's just standing next to the stove, being like, "How do you want your eggs?" Huh? And I was like, "Is his is his eggs supposed to quell the fear that he's going to die within her?" Because she like smiles and is like, "Oh, grandfather," and I was like. What, what what just happened? Why is she happy again? Like, what? It was I know, weird. I know. Um, also, I think she has, he, he has her read one of her poems to him. It's kind of sweet, whatever. So then we, then we see, we got some, some footage of the Marie Rose the next day, putting out its drift nets, doing illegal nonsense. And as we said, we see the dolphins get caught in them. And, you know, they're starting to freak out. And uh, one dolphin's she, caught. One dolphin, but I mean, the, it's the whole family. But the, the, I believe it's supposed to be Enid is the one who gets caught. Yes. Um, she gets caught and she's, you know, freaking out. And Misha Barton gets like her spider sense starts to tingle. And she's like, oh my God, <laughs> Enid's in trouble. Sense, if you will. Exactly. And so she calls Adam and is like, listen, I, my telepathy kicked in. Enid's in trouble. That she's caught in a drift net. We need to go save her. And he's like, how are we going to do that? He's like, I know someone with a boat. And she calls Zachary on his 2002 cell phone. Yes, which his is Nokia with his tiny-ass glasses. It's, it's, it's one solid piece of plastic and the mouthpiece, like, yes. juts out of it. And then he's like, uh, I'm supposed to be helping my dad on his boat all day. There's like, no, dolphins Suck dying. My we ass. Need to, we got a we dolphin go. in trouble. <laughs> we need to go now. And he's like, on it. Get down to the marina. They roll up to the marina. And uh, he's like, all right, let's go save this dolphin. And the dad's like, Zachary, get back on this boat right now. My important business friends are here. And then he's like, piss off, dad. And that's all we Suck get. Suck my dick, dad. That's the only resolution we get between that is him the, and his that father. That is it for this sort of thing that I thought would be a much bigger plot line. But nope, mm-hmm. we don't care. We did see the dad in a scene earlier where he confronts him kind of about Drift. And just kind of showing him to be a huge I asshole. will say, though, shit. that by the end of this movie, like, yes, it was stupid. But I was, like, in thralled like i was by the end like of them trying to get this dolphin out of the i was into net, the dolphin rescue i, I was like holy rescue. shit are they gonna save it like i was like rip like gripping the edge of my seat because here's the thing out. any other disney channel original movie i'd just be like yeah they're gonna save the dolphin obviously ha ha ha, ha. but when the grand this when thing main, had already when, proved me when, is so but, crazy but when a main character in the previous scene had just told you that he had leukemia then anything goes at this point point. and also when she's literally mouth kissed two people there's no yeah. rules there's no this, rules yeah, here. No rules, just right. Out back, baby. And so they take the speedboat out to the uh, where the Marie Rose is, and then she takes Zach's cell phone and calls the house. There is no goddamn way a 2002 cell phone works. Also, a mile she out makes a whole point about not calling people because no one believe her, and then she, the minute she gets an open water, she's like, must call people right now. Yeah, like, it's it was like, weird. Bitch. You are right. And she calls, like, Susie and is like, get Grandfather on the horn. Grandfather, call the Harbor Master. Why didn't I call <laughs> the Harbor Master? Don't worry about it. Grandfather on the horn. And also, <laughs> we have to play telephone because we cannot just do call the exact person we want to speak to. Got it. Yeah, of course. Get the Harbor Master. Tell him to come out and meet us wherever we are. I don't know what they say. We gotta save a dolphin. They're using the drift nets right now. Go, go, go. So they, he goes and does that. They roll up uh, on the dolphin. They find them. They find the net. Uh, and they find where the dolphin is. And then the people on the boat see them. And just keep ripping that bad boy inwards. <laughs> classic goons. Like, classic, like, villain goons. The people on the boat just keep ripping the net inwards. Like, they're like, well, pull well, it yeah, on in. 
Well, no, they start pulling in the net because they see them and they're like, oh, this might be trouble. Like, we got to get these nets in so we don't get caught using them. Merriman's like, if she get, if they pull in that net and it catches up to her, she might die. Like, it could, you know, hurt her really bad. And so they find the dolphin and they're like, uh, Vicky jumps in to try and get it off her. But Merriman jumps in and gets a wire cutter out of a, out of a box. Zach does nothing, as usual. Because um, well, because he can't she can't get the dolphin out of it and so he yeah pulls wire cutters tries to cut the net off her see if I were Zach I would I would take the boat to the end to the other boat and say hey stop bullet pulling in the nets there's a dolphin caught yes, there yes. because as because as much as these people are you know illegally fishing I don't think they want to kill dolphins they're it's not just like happening. everyone's like not every that's the same point of dolphin hugger like no one's out here to murder dolphins like yeah. yes they're trying to net a, a fish, sufficient gain but like they're not trying to actively just like kill dolphins. Like, just tell them to stop anking right. it in. Let's get the dolphin out, and then just like go about your biz. Like, we'll right. figure this out also, later. Also, I am the boss's son, so you probably should listen to me anyway. They he gets the dolphin out by cutting through it, the net and everything, and everyone's like, "Yay, we did it!" Just in time because the net is still reeling in, so they're on like a ticking clock until the slack catches up with them. But then it turns out Merriman and this at this point has gotten himself self stuck in the, the net. net. That's and then he's being pulled underwater to his watery grave and I will admit this is a horrifying situation yeah I, this like is it, where I started freaking out when I'm saying I'm in, I was enthralled like I was like holy shit he's about to bite the big one like it's legitimately like can you imagine how terrifying that, that would be and again and at this, this point movie just proved like that it doesn't follow any decom rules and I was like he could very yeah, well die like, he could and, but, and again at this point now that a person's life is in danger I super would have asked Zach uh, taking the boat said stop pulling in the nets a person's caught in them you're drowning a person yeah no shit but who I guess that never crosses his mind. Good point, Lou. Great point. And so then uh, the dolphins save him, pretty much, because no one does anything. The dolphins somehow manage to get uh, the net off of him because he's being pulled very quickly. Yes. Dolphins get the net off him, put put his head above water. Bays they commune for a, sm- dolph- for a moment. Dolphins save his life. And then Zach says, uh, come on, man. He comes up to air. He's breathing. Fine. Zach says, uh, come on, man. Don't do that to me. And then he yells at the boat being like, ha, weak. And then well, also then the harbor master and the grandfather roll up. And also there was a scene where we saw the grandfather board the boat with the harbor master being like, can I come? And he's like, should you? And he's like, I feel great. And he's like, okay, I guess I won't consider you leukemia and just let you do this. But then again, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But so he says, hi, you're busted. You're just running through this. You're like, well, oh, it's no. a, Well, it's because it all happens very fast. And it's very hard to describe in, in speech. It's like you just kind of have to watch it. And he's like, ah, you're busted, Captain. And guys, guess what? That's the last thing Zack says in this movie. We, we never ne- see him never again. never see him. Any resolution with his dad, no, no resolution no. with uh, Vicky. Plots that we've put in so much time with, we will never see the resolution of. And that's that's it. And, and we don't see the resolution of the captain or the dad being arrested. No. Not, no. Not, nothing. Just that's over. Also, I want to point out here, wouldn't it have made more sense... That Vicky was the one who got dragged by the nets, and the dolphin saved her. Yes, yes. Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that have made but more I sense? But I think they were. I think, I think the thing here that they were like, he was so jealous of the dolphins. Talked to her. This was like his little moment with the dolphins that gave him a little time to shine. Because yeah, I guess. he got a little moment where they were like, "Hold on," and he's like, "They talked to me," and he felt very special. There's also a point that I that I I made at the connection I made at this point in the film, which is when if you're the captain of this boat. And the harbor master said, hey, we got some reports using drift nets. Can I check out your boat to make sure you don't have drift nets? 
I would probably stop using drift nets for, for a, a few while. weeks. For a few weeks, you know, till the heat's yeah, off. Yeah, but he's yeah. just like you know, keep on trucking with that till the heat's off, just till the fuzz chills off for a sec. And then, so then they get Merriman back on the boat, and then she's talking to him, and then he says, "She says they talked to you, didn't they? You talked to the dolphins," and he's like. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how she knew that. We both or, did. Now we can all have yeah. a dolphin orgy. Now it'll be <laughs> what, what does he say? They say just like goodbye or whatever. Like Hold on. You. Hold on. It's going to oh, be okay. Oh, right. Hold on. That's what they say. Right. They talked while they were saving his life. Yes, that's right. Um, so then we cut back to the house. The kids are like grilling uh, Viggy about what happened. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I just got to go lay down, honey. I'll be with you in a minute. And then it cuts to later that night as after the kids are still, you know, asking Vicky all these questions. And she goes into the grandfather's room. And guys, the grandfather dies, like, on screen. It's fully on screen. We are fully like, in the middle is, of it. We are in the throes of this, this death. This is crazy for a Disney okay, Channel also, movie. Okay, also, so he dies basically holding Misha Barton's hand on screen. And then also, like, they're in this house alone with a dead man. Like, do they I just mean, have that body sitting there? Well, here's the thing. She says, I'll call 911. And he says, nah, it's too late for that. I'm dying. No, he's like, sure. you don't do that. But that, Well, that's a question I've always had. If you just, like, find, like, if a person just dies of old age in front of you, like, who do you call? You don't call the cops who you call if you find a dead body. You don't call the ambulance, I don't think, because they can't save him. He's dead already. So, yeah, I don't know who you call in that situation. I guess just It whatever. has to be an ambulance. It, it, I guess. But, like... She doesn't call an ambulance, and, like, he just dies, like, holding her hand, and then it's like, I'm like, did they just, like, let him sleep in this fucking bed, like a Rose for Emily situation? But here's the other thing, is that he said, no, it's okay that I die, because you've given me one of the best days of my life. Chasing them down in a boat randomly? Getting on, getting on the boat with the harbor master and busting the drift net dickweeds was the best world? day of his in life? In what fucking world? What? Because it was exciting or something? I don't know. It's stupid. It sounds like he lives a very exciting life. He was a fucking missionary. Yeah, he sounds like he's lived a long and full life. But nope, taking a quick boat ride, busting some crooks. That was real highlight for him. But guys, a main character who we have gotten to know over the course of this Disney Channel original movie dies on screen from leukemia. That's insane. Okay. Let's fa- okay. Let's keep it moving though. So he dies, and I assume that he's his corpse in this house with these children all night. <laughs> no, I think I don't know about that. I'm sure. What well, Lucas? The ne- when do the when do the parents show up? The next day. Yeah, but I mean that doesn't mean the corpse is still in the house. I assumed the parent. They had said at multiple points throughout the film that the parents were coming later than the kids. So I just assumed, like, you know, the harbor master or whoever was looking after him until the parents show the up. The harbor do- master. Or- this is his job to remove a dead body. Well, no, I think he was looking after the, just after the kids. He, he, Emma, they didn't like show the body being wheeled off in a gurney. He's just like, all right, guys, your parents will be here in a bit. Cause he was friends with the Reverend. But then so what he did they do like, with the body? I'm saying he dies. She calls an ambulance or whatever. They come to take the body away cause they can't do anything. And then like the harbor master has to watch out for him over the couple of days cause he was friends with the Reverend and he's like apparently the only other adult okay, in this town, I continue. guess. Continue. So their parents fucking show up. Parents show up, The only the mom gets a line, they comfort the kids, the mom's like, oh, come here, daughter of mine, or whatever she says. They have, like, a nice family hug, and then it cuts to them leaving on the ferry, like, so I guess the parents were only showing up to collect the kids? Yes, I don't know. and they have Mr. Ferguson, or whatever. Mr. Uh, Ned and Mr. Rochester were their names. They have the cat please and the dog for, with please, them, please so remember. they're taking them out. Yes. 
Uh, but so they're waiting to get on the ferry, and uh, Adam rolls up and is like, "Hey, girl, I'm a holla at you." from harvard and at your new school and he, she's like no i'm not going to the school i talked over my parents bitch. i'm old um, school um and then so she says i'll write you and then he's like okay i'll write back so i guess that means he's actually the one for her but we never saw her break up with the first guy no we never saw like a moment i i guess like the like her getting pissed at him playing chicken was that, but also it didn't really seem like it. That's he just didn't get any resolution in this film. It was dumb. Okay. But so they, she only kisses on him on the cheek for this, yeah, because the what I guess because her parents were around, but they couldn't fully commit to doing all lip kissing. Then I believe that's the end of it. They just cut. They just end with them on the ferry. Yeah, some so dolphins. Fades out. Some very stock footage of dolphins like jumping in the wake of their we're boat done. while the we're done. while the grandfather recites the poem. And it's supposed to be Yeah, he recites kinda... the poem over everyone creepily, like, we get it. We're done. And then a couple just fun notes from the credits. Uh, one, they had an animatronic dolphin at some point. I don't know where Good. they slipped that in, because they say also they had a dolphin trainer. But also, they had to have someone make the mermaid tail for the pointless mermaid scenes. And the guy's name who designed it... Which go it... nowhere, I mean, never touch on Right, mermaids. right. Okay. But the guy's name who designed the mermaid tail is Them Shoot... Them... Oh, sorry, Tom Shoes, uh with an H... But it says in the credits, in, in quotes, Tail Man. Oh, <laughs> and God. I thought that was really funny. But that's the ring of en- a ring of endless light. And it certainly happened. It was the thing that occurred. No one can doubt that it was a movie that happened. And I don't know. I'm kind of on a toss up on this movie, personally. I can't really put a finger on it. Because it, it tries to do so much and doesn't really do but any does of it well. so little. Yeah. And the the acting is passable, but bad, bad. in some it's places. Bad. And it's just like, I don't know. But it's just kind of inoffensive in there. So, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I agree. So what, so what would you rate it, Emma? I think it's probably like a 5.5, honestly. You're giving it a 5.5. I was thinking like a 5. Honestly, I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. I kind of like the hot dude aspect. but Yeah, yeah, that did have that for you. I just felt like the writing was so bad and the acting was just like not there for me. TBH. But I did like some hot Ryan Merriman. Mm -hmm. And I did like some, some, some dolphin. Oh yeah, we never really got into those guys, but I love dolphins. Dolphins are great. Dolphins are a really cool Clearly, animal. Clearly, you did a lot of research. Yes, I like dolphins a lot, but this just this movie, I don't like the quality of the movie is fine, but I just don't see much of a reason to watch it. There's nothing that much there for you, so I'm giving it like a four point five, an IMO. But we don't have any taglines this month. We haven't had a tagline in a while. We got we, we got it's weird. Uh, but do you want to throw any out now? Um, no. Probably just Driftnet's kill. Driftnet's Drift kill. Or murder. Driftnet's kill. Um, that's a big one for me. Also, like, poetry saves lives. Uh-huh. I would say A Ring of Endless Light. A story about love, coming of age, and illegal fishing practices. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I said our title should be. And also talking to dolphins. Um, but Emma... What are we going to be watching for the fine month of May? Is it not you? No, Emma, I picked this one. <laughs> Did you not I have one you were prepared? double picking. No, I picked double... Oh, my God. I picked <laughs> double uh, December, January. You picked double February, March. I picked April, and now you're picking May. Okay, good note. Well, I have one anyway, so it's fine. Okay, you, know you scared what we're me. Gonna I, watch? Thought I, I thought you were going to sit in silence for ten minutes while you picked one. 
Are you ready? I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. You know I get scared when you get to pick, because you sometimes you throw me curveballs. It's not seasonal. You're not going to like it. Oh, great. We're going to watch Zombies. <laughs> no, wait, Emma, come on. Like, no, no, it's happening. It's but, topical. The people have requested yeah, it. They want it. It's a Halloween movie. It, well, if they're going to release it in February, we're going to review it in May. They don't care about shit, so we don't this care will, This will be our quickest turnaround, won't it? This yes, be, uh, but I'm sorry that we're on top of the pulse, the beating pulse of what the people want. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was really, I was really glad that we had two more Halloween Town movies to do because I knew like zombies was lurking behind us, and I was zombies like, is. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna age well. It's gonna age like milk. And if we waited <laughs> three years to do it, it would be um, almost nonsensical. So we're gonna do it now. Okay. All right. Damn it. Fine. It's time time to pay the piper, I guess. We'll do zombies. Oh Can't man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to come back at you hard in uh, uh, June, though. Like you're gonna need to be prepared because I'm not come happy get about it. this. All right, guys. So come back in May for zombies. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know how that's gonna turn out. I'm scared a little bit about how that might go. I'm so excited. I can tell in your voice. Uh, but that'll do it for us this month. But also, I will say that might not be the only thing from us in May because, as I said last month. We reached 300 Twitter followers, which means that, thank you very much for doing that, by the way, which means it's time for another D comedy bonus episode. And so I have prepared a poll for you guys and I will pin it on our Twitter page. So go there, uh, at D comedy podcast on twitter.com, uh, to follow and vote in the poll about which movie we're going to be reviewing. And I can't wait to see what we're going to get. And it might come out in May. It might take a month or two. I don't know. We'll see. We kind of get around to these whenever. But we're already going to be doing... Vote, uh, vote, vote, vote. Vote, vote. And we'll, we're already going to be doing... I promise you we'll do Life Size in December. So we'll try and do this one sooner rather than later so they're not too close. But Emma, where can they find you on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. It's a good time. I promise you. And you can follow me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. Uh, and always, as always, you can find us on audioentropy.com with a bunch of other really great shows, and you should absolutely check them all out. We're really happy to be a part of it, and and you should be listening to more of it. Um, but what we'd really appreciate if you did is if you went on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, um, oh, we're on something else now that I added us to. Uh, on Anchor now was the thing that I forgot. I added us to Anchor. But, uh, yeah, so if you do that, uh, follow us on Twitter, be one of our D comrades, all that good stuff. We'd really appreciate it. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Right now we have a control group of dolphins raised in captivity for multiple generations. And another group of wild dolphins. And we're studying their sonic patterns, and what we're finding out is that... Look, here comes Prince Thanks, he's charming. Vicky Austin, the girl from last summer. Zachary Gray, the guy who never returns letters. Oh, you're not going to hold a grudge, are you? <laughs> Look, besides, my letters are always boring compared to yours. You want to go for a ride? I've got an appointment. With who? A dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>